1: looking good
0: yes yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy close the door make a new door Uh turn it all around and we do the hokey (laughs) and he goes wow how old are you (laughs) thank you all all things
1: can you actually say, oh, I sold 12 last year, but this year I'm going to sell 50, and I'm
0: going to do exactly the same thing in my business. Let's get him a mansion. <laughs> he can fish. <laughs> like, why? Dude, I don't know. What? You're like, I can't even do less when I try. I. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community
1: over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Okay. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. It's episode 157. All right. We're being watched. (laughs) We. For the episode, Realistic Goal Setting. Okay. The people are here watching us. So this is our first live recording in the community. Yes. So we'll see how they like being a fly on the wall. And they can ask us their questions. Right. And And then we will
0: address them after this ends. Yes.
1: Unfortunately, if you're listening to this podcast when it airs on August the 8th or beyond you won't have access to those live (laughs) Q&As.
0: No, it won't be live, but we will share it with our YouTube friends. Yeah, just
1: for a little behind the
0: scenes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so realistic goal setting. Do you want to start by telling us
0: why we're doing this episode? Do you remember? Well, we have been getting some messages from some of our listeners about what their goals should be. Them wanting to tell... No. Them wanting us to tell them what their goals, what their goals should, should be, and we have so many messages like this, but it was kind of making me a little sad, yeah, because only you <laughs> can know your goals. what your goals are. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, okay. but be- first, but first, do 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 Okay. And the AC guy called me. So the unit, the inside unit uh-huh. is in a closet in one of the bedrooms, unfortunately. Like their bedroom closet? Yeah. Well, there's, there's another two closet. closets. Okay. One is for their clothes and one is like a little door for the AC. Ah, old houses. Yeah. And so the AC guy said, I have some bad news. Oh, God. He said the platform that the AC is sitting on is, like, totally deteriorated. In the closet? In the closet. Okay. He said the only way to fix it is he has to completely unhook the AC. Okay. And take it all out. Oh, bless. So that we can rebuild the platform. Okay. He said, but I think it's something you should do anyway because I can put it back backwards. Okay. And your guy can just sheetrock this door and open it into the hallway like it should be genius i said i mean i guess that the platform has to be done anyway okay might as well turn it and make it more functional and make it more functional so now there is no ac in the bedroom i love it how big is the other closet it's It's fine it's okay it's fine for a guest room i love it um it set me back about fifteen hundred dollars to t- do the platform and, and to take it out, me. rebuild the platform, me. close the door, make a new door, uh-huh. turn it all around, and we do the hokey pokey. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's I love it. Takes really into the hokey pokey okay, right now. Okay, I love it. And we turn ourselves around, and now the AC okay, goes is to the hall in the hall like it should be. But yeah. I am pleased with the decision.
1: Look, as long as you're happy with your decisions. Yep. Yeah. Okay, anything else? That's all right now. Oh, all we're going to hear about in the flip world. That's it today. Do, okay. do, 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 beep. The
0: flip report. The flip report.
1: Okay, so we're going to realistically goal set. Okay. Because <laughs> key here is that we can't set your goals for you.
0: No, we can't.
1: Um, I'll start with this. You know, I get this a lot in my, in agent systems, because we do a section on goal setting. And a lot of times agents in the class are new. So how do you set goals if you don't know what you did last year because you didn't do it last year? Right, right. it's just really tough because normally the best way to set a goal is to inform yourself with the information of your previous activity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I got y'all some stats to start with because you know we like a stat that um, might help you inform your goals if you were brand new, okay? Um, NAR says, in 2021, Of all the realtors, the median number of transactions per year in 2021 was 12. Okay, 12. That's one a month. Right. So that, to me, if just a blanket, easy peasy, we're going to pick a goal, 12 for the year, one per month would be an excellent goal because that would put you at the median, which is the most common, right? Not the average, right? Because the average would actually be lower, I believe. Mm -hmm. Okay, then here's the median for brokers this is the first time i ever saw these stats okay so a broker that sells like a broker owner a broker yes someone with a broker's license not just a regular realtor Okay. okay 14. not much more per year okay now they broke it down even more and i thought this was riveting and the information that i was trying to dig around with carl when we were talking about commercial if we break it down into residential specialist it's actually 10 per year and then if you were commercial specialists, so only your commercial deals as a commercial specialist, do you want to take a guess? How many per year? Seven. Four. <gasps> Four. Wow. Okay. So that kind of helps you have a little background into what is the norm? What is the norm? Mm-hmm. So you can't come in as a
0: brand new agent and be like, I would like to sell 50 houses. So we got an email that has kind of stuck with me because our biggest thing is, you know, community over competition, right? stop comparing yourselves, yep. embrace your strengths. Like that's kind of our platform. But we got an email from a listener that, you know, said something along the lines of, I want to do the volume that Alyssa and Katie do. Look, caveat. Katie doesn't do the volume that Alyssa does. I want to do the volume that a top producing agent does. Okay. But I homeschool my children. I'm a stay-at-home mom. And then, like, during the day, we have school all day. Right. And my first thought was I would never be able mm-hmm. to do my volume yeah. if I was teaching school all day. Yeah. But I admire that she's teaching school all day. Right. Right it would not work for me, but I can look at her and go, wow, that's amazing. She's like spending this quality time with her kids all day, every day, homeschooling them until a certain age. And that's amazing. And it does. It kind of makes you feel a little like longing for more time. But then she's looking at top producing agents Mm -hmm. saying, man, that's so cool. Like I wish I was selling more houses and doing that and that, but but this is what I'm doing.
1: But you're only one person. Yes. And you can't be a full-time of more than one thing, right? You cannot be a full-time mom with no childcare and a full-time realtor. You can try your best to integrate the two, right? But your goals have to be set according to what you're trying to do. And what is your lifestyle? Are you caring for an elderly sick parent? Are you, do you have babies at home? Are you nursing? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I think that a lot of times we just say, oh, or even just what I just told you. Well, I'd like to have 12 transactions this year because that's the median for realtors. Well, also it didn't say they were all mothers of children under three. Sure. Do you know
0: what I mean? Like, we have to take into account. If you have another job that's going to impact what your goal right. could be. What is your situation? It's, it is hard because I have always struggled with goal setting right in real estate mm-hmm. because it is not a corporate job where x amount of calls equals x amount of money right there is no magic formula right so you can't say that it's definitely going to work if you or say like, i'm going to sell 20 houses right if i show
1: up at the office for eight hours a day i'll make x amount of dollars right like
0: you can't do, do it by time or activity And I think that's why at first I didn't really know how to goal set as a new agent because I'm, you know, in this office and I'm seeing successful people all around me and I'm seeing what they sell. And then you get on, you know, social media and you see what everybody else is selling and how many and the numbers. And then at any time you can just go to MLS and look at the numbers. But that has nothing to do with what you need. Let me tell you about my mental state right now. I have
1: proudly not been to the MLS and figured out which number I was in I think well over a year. Good. Since Maybe since COVID when I switched brokers because the broker no longer tells me what my rank is, right? Like I right. used to get a ranking from Remax and then which would sort of open Pandora's box for you to check in the MLS. And it's like, why, why? I just have this like overwhelming sense of peace and calm because it actually doesn't matter. Like all I need is the appropriate amount of dollars in my bank account to live my lifestyle and and have the amount of time I want to do whatever it is I want
0: to do, right? Yeah. It's just like very freeing to let that go. That's why I've shared this more than once, but every first Monday morning meeting of the year Mm -hmm. in my office, we go around and we say our goals. And I can remember I was like year four, maybe five, still trying to figure out how to set goals and, you know, basing it off of numbers. And there were some other top producing agents that said some really shocking numbers. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> and then it's going to come to me and I have to say a number, but I don't want to follow them. But then there was a a lady who was newer. She was newer than me. Um, and she said, well... You know, this is only my my second year of real estate. I got into I've been a stay-at-home mom and my youngest is now driving, so I am just not needed in the home as much. Right. I wanted to pursue my dream of selling real estate. If I could do like 2 or 3 million this year, I that would be great. And everybody clapped. And, you and like, I was like, yeah, she owned that. Right. She owned that. That her it's goals okay. were just for her they're just for her, they're just, for her. They're just for her they weren't for everybody else or and like she was the most she was probably the happiest most at peace person sitting in that room right at that time that's a lot to be said about that that's all it's really about okay but so what number do you I mean you surely don't
1: remember do you remember what number you said did you ever get to a point in your career over the last 11 years where you set a number because I know you're not a big number person now, but was there a time when you had, this is the number of transactions I'm aiming for?
0: Um, At at one point, you know, when, so when I first started real estate, I wasn't married. It was just me. Right. I didn't know what to expect. I would have been happy to sell one house per my broker's recommendation. (laughs) Thankful for Connie. Thankful for that. So I celebrated, you know, and then when I got married, you know, Tanner is in law enforcement and I wanted to make enough that he didn't have to work all the extra duty details. Right, okay. So I put pen to paper and thought, if I could sell like six to seven million a year, he could let go of the details and just work his regular Regular. law enforcement work. Okay. And so that's kind of became- That was a great goal. Yeah, so it was great. Did you achieve it right away? Yes. Yeah, and then, when did you stop putting a number to now, it? Now I'll say, before I set that goal, the year before I had sold like five million. Okay, so it was so it was just a little higher than what I had been doing. It was something to strive for. Yeah. Okay. And then I think just over time, once the repeat and referral kicked in, yeah, it got to where I wasn't having to handwrite as many letters attend as many right. networking events, hold an open house every Sunday. Yeah. I had to do those things to grow. Right. But then I realized like, oh my gosh, I it is coming. Yeah. People are calling me and I'm not having to do those things as much, which mm-hmm. is good because I don't have as much time. Yeah. Like I actually have clients yeah. now at year four, five, six. Right. So... I don't have as much time to sit at phone duty because yeah. I have to be at inspections or what, yeah. whatever. And we both came at it single,
1: no children. I have a really soft spot for the moms, especially of the young kids that start real estate because I cannot honestly give you the exact right advice. I right. didn't have kids when I started. I was able to spend extra time at more open houses or doing going to the office every day. I w- certainly wasn't, you know... Homeschooling children, although now we have seen how that goes from from yeah. COVID. So I'm like, okay, now I see what that's about. Um, it's just like you have to give yourself some grace for your season. And if you're starting, no one starts the same place, no. And and you can't then compare. I love when people say you don't don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Right. right like you can't then just look at us and be like oh well you've done it for 16 years you've done it for 11. I, i'm i brand new i want to set my
0: goals to what you do well that you'd have to be three people i have a funny story okay, okay. let's hear it so we had a new agent transfer to our office um, he had only been in the business like two years and okay. had been part-time so th- he's just now becoming full-time so he's really new okay and i see he's like younger so I'm excited. So I'm actually <laughs> like, yeah, I we don't have like a ton of that we're in like our office. Young people. Yeah. So I'm intro. This is right before sales meeting. So I'm introducing myself. Hey, I'm Alyssa, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, okay, great. So, um, we're sitting and uh, it was like right after our awards ceremony. So they recapped like, <laughs> oh, congratulations to Alyssa. You know, she's all like 98 houses or whatever. And he's like, Oh <laughs> what what and so then you know they said a few other things and at the end of the meeting he goes so how how long have you been doing real estate because you looked like again still right, like you he were sixteen thought I was, like brand new <laughs> with him and he go and I said um eleven years and he goes wow how old are you <laughs> thank you all all thanks I know I said I'm thirty three and he said wow okay okay yeah that that makes me feel a lot better and and I like I was that like, tracks right i'm not like oh no i've only been doing this for a year and then you're like how 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 do you do that in here oh, but but like you said like you can't right then you're like oh man i'm really slacking or falling behind but the question is really like how much do you need yeah okay great i wrote a note about your coffee dates and how yeah. you would
1: ask them Like, what kind of income they needed and then back it, you know, right. okay, well, then this is how many houses you would need to sell. And then you can look at the number and be like, ooh, 30 houses, that's kind of a lot for somebody who's new because the median is 12. Like, then you can inform them with data, right? So the actual median gross income in 2021 for a realtor, you want to take a stab at it? The gross income, median. 50. 54. Okay. And it was up pretty drastically from 2020. It was 40. It, I was going to say, I, I think it, it was like 38 yeah. at one
0: point. It did 38,000.
1: So it was 54 in 2021. But basically, like, tell them about the coffee date again and what you would do to help them set a number.
0: Yeah. So as a – because I started as a younger person, that at the time, there was not a lot of that. Yeah. And so when I got my first award at the board – the rising star aboard <laughs> I love this <that. laughs> the, the rising star the rising star all of a sudden I got all these new young people calling me this is the the birth of the coffee date this is the birth of got the it. coffee dates I mm-hmm. had no kids I was free as a bird mm-hmm. and I thought I'll go on all the coffee dates because I love people and I love right. coaching and mentoring and helping them like let's let's figure this out like yeah. I I am very I'm still to this day very motivated by that okay So I would meet people and I, you know, always like to start by asking them, well, where are you coming from? Are you replacing an income with like, if you made, if you made 50,000 at the job you're leaving to become a realtor, Mm -hmm. do you have to make at least that right now? Or can you start at 30? Right. And can you survive for a year and then make it to 50? Right. Or do you have a spouse that can carry the weight until you get established and bring in some extra income? So we always started off by figuring out where they were. When I was talking to the young people, there was more than five times where I had to tell whoever I was at the coffee date with, you need to tell your parents to stop helping you financially. There's just no motivation. Right. That was the challenge. Like they didn't, I had to make it. Me too. I had to make (laughs) it. Okay. For sure. I didn't have a backup plan. Yeah. My backup plan was I'm going to have to go wait tables if I don't make this work. I literally jumped in the deep end and quit my full-time retail job like cold turkey. And I will tell you the people that struggled to make it the most- were the people who didn't have to. They had too much of a safety net. They had too much of a safety net or like a lot. The majority of the people that contacted me were on teams and they wanted to meet anonymously because they didn't want the team leader yeah. to know that they were struggling. But but they just, you know, they were like, I can't leave the team because they give me leads or right. they... They're giving me. My parents are giving me this. My spouse is giving me this. My team leader is giving me this. I had no one giving me anything. So I had to make it. Yeah. I have a question about this in reference to goals. Did you
1: find those people on the coffee date were giving, especially the newer ones who maybe had too much of a safety net, were they setting too lofty of goals that were way out of reach or did they keep it kind of back down to where they never... what, what was it?
0: I think that these, a lot of the people I met with were so new. Yeah. That they had really big expectations. Yes. So they had really big goals. Yeah. Of, wow, I'm going to like be on, what is it? Selling Sunset. <laughs> 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 I'm going to do this. Like they, they just had, they were so excited about getting their real estate license and had been seeing so much false information. Well, It's
1: such an exciting time. And unfortunately, such a highly recruited field. Yeah. No one tells you you're not going to make money for a while. Yeah. That it could be a rough
0: start. That it's going to be a lot of work regardless. Yeah. Whether
1: you make money early or not.
0: Yeah. Even if you make money early, it's not going to be it's easy money. It's still work, yeah. right? It's still a job. Like, that's what I
1: always kind of laugh when, when And we've had now the episode has come on that you don't haven't seen it, but. You will. The for sale by owner one. Oh, next week. Where I laugh about like, you know, oh, you don't do anything. It's so easy. Like, it's not work. We can, anyone can do this. I'm like, it's like a literal full-time job. Yeah. Like, it's an actual job. Like, there are things you have to do. Okay. I want to really quickly mention again in the goal, because this we've had goal setting episodes before. But the way you can, you know, the SMART yeah so i wrote down the initials because we always end up getting one wrong right (laughs) okay um when you're setting goals you can use the smart method so you can choose they each have the first letter so specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound okay okay i want to talk about time bound first i'm not going to talk about all of them but time bound. most people set what a yearly goal right that's the hardest goal A year. A whole year is a big chunk of time. It would be as if I asked you to tell me your goal of how many houses you wanted to sell in your entire career. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous, right? Well, a year's pretty tough, too, especially if you don't have data of another, like, of the previous year. Mm -hmm. If you have data of the previous year and you sold 12 houses, setting a goal of 50 without changing something drastic in your business is not realistic, okay? So that was, I mean achievable is one of the initials, right? Yeah. So is it a realistic goal? Can you actually say, oh, I sold 12 last year, but this year I'm gonna sell 50 and I'm gonna do exactly the same thing in my business. (laughs)
0: Well, I think the question is too, how did selling 12 feel? Right, right. If, If it was super stressful and you dropped a lot of balls and missed some deadlines, your systems or lack of systems may not be ready to sell 20 houses. Yeah, you may have to go to 10 Right, from twelve to ten until you get your systems in place so that you can actually be a good realtor. Yeah, that can handle the volume, meet your deadlines, and not let this job consume you with stress and anxiety. Right.
1: Oh, why? Wow. <laughs> Before we got on the show, I you were you were struggling for a minute, and I said, "Do you have?" goal anxiety (laughs) you said are we going to talk about
0: that i'm like i don't know i just made it up i think goal anxiety is a real thing because well here's the other issue i have with the real estate industry okay a lot of companies out there are just such big believers of more bigger always bigger like well that's great but what are you going to do now, what are you going to do right. next? Next. What's and, at the end of that. Right. Is there an end? Right, no. No matter if you have that mindset, it's never going to be enough. No. Never going to be enough. In fact, like I never even told anybody this, but this year I was okay not doing my volume. Yeah. Which I'm an Enneagram three, y'all. It's really we don't hard. say that. Does that feel like a failure? It kind of does, but the reason, the reason that when I was looking at my business for the year, I thought, as and you know, I I have stopped going to certain parishes mm-hmm. and I have let go of some of my investors because, like this week's episode, I don't want to be everybody's realtor. Right. I need to be able to mother well. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to podcast well this is a this is becoming right a part-time job right maintaining this it's like like a vocation yes (laughs) right yes it is a vocation but i had to be realistic with myself that i can't sell all those houses Mm-hmm. And mother, and podcasts okay. and it, all the other things. It's time for me to give you my sticky note. Are you ready? Yeah, we were writing inspirational uh, things she wrote to me a, each other.
1: A message. Okay, are you ready? You can read it to everyone. Okay. Hey Alyssa. Hey Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I have never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What?
0: feel organized knowing that
1: templates with an S, 101.com. Email templates101.com. Yes, head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Okay, enjoy.
0: It is okay for your goals to not be numbers. <laughs> it's okay.
1: It's okay. Like if your goal is just to spend you every YouTube. afternoon, maybe your goal is to run carpool every afternoon. Tell me honestly, I love can you goal. right? Can you sell a hundred houses in a no. year and run carpool every afternoon? No, no, that's not possible. So, or visit your, you know, mom two times a week, or whatever the goal is, you, you have to
0: okay. Like, they have to work together. Okay, so I will tell you, I have a few people that love to tell me what I should be doing. Oh, great! You know this. You I love have- those. There's a few people who are aggravated that I am a solo agent without a team. And they always, every time I see them, they like to tell me, you should hire. You should have buyer's agents. And you should have a team Alyssa Jenkins. And then you could sell 200 houses a year and be at carpool every day. Oh, right, right. They're like, we can solve this problem for you. We can solve this problem for you. We can solve the problem of more for you. More, we can give you more and you can be at carpool every day. And then I'm thinking, listen, Mr. Team Leader, (laughs) I (laughs) do math, simple math. And we know from the math episode, I am not good at math. Okay, you're fine, but okay. But I know that if you take this production uh-huh. times this percentage divided by this many people, right? I don't want to make more to make less, right? To now I have the the job of managing people, people. other realtors on top of Not my. Everyone is cut out on for top that. of my. So for me, for me. I'm not gonna let anyone should on me, right because it's not what I'm here to do. No, it's just not my calling. Some no. people love being a team leader and that yeah. is their, they would rather deal with their realtors than clients. I would rather right. deal with my clients. Then manage other right. realtors. The other
1: nice thing about that is you're very good with your personal boundaries. And if you then had people you were managing, you also are having to impose boundaries on all of that, yes. right? Like that's just another thing that. Well, maybe there is what they think is an emergency that you've got to deal with because you're the team leader. Can I share a, a
0: story? I would love to hear the story. It's actually a parable. Oh, please, let's hear it. <clears throat> you you may have heard it before, but I read this parable all the time. Okay. It's about It might take me like 90 seconds to read this, so yeah. just bear with me. Carry on, we're fine. An American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal Mexican village. Oh, I love this one. When a small boat with just one fisherman docked, okay. Inside the small boat were several large tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish and asked him how long it took to catch those fish. The Mexican replied, only a little while. The American then asked, well, why didn't he stay out longer and catch more fish? The Mexican said he had enough fish to support his family's needs. The American then asked, But what do you do with the rest of your time? <laughs> oh, poor Americans. <laughs> the Mexican fisherman said, Well, I sleep late. I fish a little for fun. I play with my children. I take siestas with my wife. I stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine and I play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life. The American laughed. Listen, I have an MBA, and I could help you. You should spend more time fishing. And then with the proceeds, you could buy a bigger boat. And then with the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. (laughs) And eventually, you could have a whole fleet of fishing boats. (laughs) Instead of selling your fish to the middleman, you could sell directly to the processor, eventually opening your own fishing company. Then you could do this and that. You would need to leave this small village and move to Mexico City. But don't worry, you would be back one day when you sell your empire. Oh, yeah, your fishing empire. Your empire. The Mexican fisherman said, this sounds exciting. (laughs) But how long will all of this take? To which the American said, 15 to 20 years. But then what, said the Mexican. The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you could announce an IPO and sell your company stock to the public and you could become very rich and you would make millions, millions, said the Mexican. Then what? (laughs) Then what? The American then said, well, then you could retire and you could move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late and fish a little, and play with your kids, and take siestas with your wife, and stroll the village, and sip wine, and play guitar with your amigos. So it all came back to like exactly what he's doing now. Now. But you know what? It really bothered the American that the Mexican was so happy Right. Catching his fish. And that is why I have a sticky note for you. Oh my God. This is my note. <clears throat> do you, are you gonna read it to me? I'll read it to you. Okay. Do not sacrifice the very experiences that you seek through your hustle to pursue them. Oh, I'll show yeah, it to Yeah, show me. it to him. This is Katie's sticky note I am giving to her. You too, Macy. Oh, hi, thank you. Thank you, ma'am. That is beautiful. But whenever I am feeling discouraged, because yeah. volume aside, I will tell you, because I don't do a lot of fancy things, Yeah, I do have moments where I feel like I'm not doing enough in my business, like maybe for my customers, yeah. okay? So like sometimes I get down on myself because I didn't make like all these fancy videos, of the house or myself. Right. Or I didn't make all these flyers. Or I didn't do these elaborate social media posts. Or like I do compare myself because everybody does. If you're on any kind of social media, it's very easy to look and see something shiny and go, Wow, that looks amazing. Like I should probably be doing right. that. And so I go through that as yeah. well. And then I just have to like Read that story, right? You're like I do. I read okay. that story all the time when I'm feeling the pressure of comparison, right? Because it's it's just it, it's just about you and like what you need for right. you and yourself,
1: right? Only you can measure your happiness. Oh, literally, only you. So that's fine. I love that. That's a, one of my favorite stories. It's like that, that light story. bulb moment at the end
0: where he's like, "Oh, I see." You know, the first time I read it, I was like.
1: You, the, you were like into it. You're like, like, "Where like, is this going?" I
0: was like, "The American is going to save the fishermen. You're right. You're like, "Look at I, this." I I really was excited Your about, sweet little MBA brain was like I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, American, let's save the fishermen. Build the build the empire. Let's get him a mansion. <laughs> he can fish. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I don't know. One. It just seems
1: all of Gary V's messages are like that. Really? It's like He's like, I know a lot of people that make $400,000 a year and are miserable, while I also know a lot of people that make $40,000 a year and are very happy. Yeah. Like, it doesn't come with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to also say that when you are, when you're talking about setting our goals in a yearly fashion, and that might be a long time, I think you have to revisit your goals yeah. in the course of the year. We just passed mid-year. I think that's a good time. But honestly, I think quarterly is probably the least daunting, right? Yeah. So you can go through the first quarter, check it out, see how it's going, then adjust. The problem is if you set a lofty goal, maybe you did twelve last year, and this year your goal is twenty. But you get through the first two quarters, you're in the middle of the year, and you've only done six. Well, maybe you back down that goal, not all the way to twelve, but what if it's just fifteen? Yeah, like if you if your goal starts getting too far out of your reach, then you just give up entirely. Mm -hmm. So I think revisiting that and saying, okay, well now I'm gonna reset or maybe here's one for you. So I have a word of the year, right? Do you remember your word of the year? Simple. Oh my God, I love it, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so my word of the year was inspire. Yeah. But I changed it for the summer. Oh good, play, yep. I remember I changed my word of the year for the summer because I was like, the summer is a different season for me. My children are home from school. I'm just doing like the minimum really of what I need in my work life to keep things moving along. But I've gone on more vacations than I've ever been on. And I'm trying to like, at the end of the day, like hard stop earlier or try and only work those four hours or try like what, you know, I'm trying to play more.
0: Right. You have to try. But like, so here's something really funny. My mom, who is a CPA, manages all of my paychecks. Okay. So we have a. Your scale is weird. Our scale at our office. Your split scale is weird. It's, it's, it requires a CPA. It requires a CPA. It's a, it's fine. Like, it's good, but there's so many different like levels and, all these things that I couldn't understand. Things are changing all the time. Yeah. Okay. So my mom made a Excel spreadsheet. She like cracked the code crack- and I send her my paychecks and she just makes sure that they're right. Right. And that when I'm supposed to move, she lets me know. Yeah. So this year my word was simple, okay? And I set a goal to do less real estate, okay? Because I wanted to do more, I wanted to dedicate more time to the podcast and Tate is one. Yeah, so here we go. He's a full-time job just He's feeding a him. Full-time job feeding him and I have to sell a lot of houses because he eats <sighs> a lot though. For the groceries. Oh my gosh. So my mom, you know, here and I'm feeling like you're succeeding. I am succeeding mm-hmm. because I'm not working these investors that drove me crazy last year. I'm not going too far. I'm feeling the the difference. Yes. And at first it, I didn't like the feeling. Right. But but then I really liked the feeling. Yeah. So I'm thinking, "Wow." And I'm wondering like I wonder how many I have sold this year. Mm-hmm. Like I I have them all in a list, but they're not numbered. Kay. So I'd have to go count them. Right, right. So my mom, I sent her a pay up and she goes, hey, congratulations, you're like way ahead of where you were last year. You're like, wait, I'm trying I to said, do less. I said, no, I that can't be right. And she said, well, volume is up, but the unit number is down. Mm. But I thought, you know what? I have more, I'm not working those investors
1: mm-hmm.
0: that were like...
1: Well, now you've just proved that point that's in the episode Um we don't want to work
0: with everyone i don't want to work with everyone yes. because you didn't work with the investor and so now you had more time i opened myself up to serve my repeat and referrals better and it was leading to like better qualified referrals right because i cut out all the clutter mm-hmm. and i was like amazed you're like oh you don't say yeah you're
1: like i can't even do less when i try i <laughs> This is this is Alyssa. I don't know. No. It just happened. No, no. It's fine. No, it totally makes sense. You cut out the things that were <laughs> taking a lot of time, which opened up some time for more, some more volume, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, do you have any tips for people setting goals that maybe you're like you and are
0: not big goal setters? So I'm not a big goal setter, but one, in our community group this week, someone had posted And it brought us back to talking about how you always said that it's better to set action items, yeah, action items than it is to set number goals. Like, do you wanna
1: touch on that? I feel like, and you have told that story too about, I think Tanner says something like that. So if you pick the behaviors, maybe we'll talk about this more when we get to atomic habits. If you focus on the habits and the behaviors and the action item, like, then those things will happen you just don't you can't just pick a number out of the sky and not have a plan right Right. that's not accurate and effective goal setting i do also think that you can get some assistance when you set your goals by talking to people in your market other agents your broker you know how much money is normal like
0: a broker is a great person to talk to. I was going to say when I'm feeling stumped, sitting down and talking with Connie is
1: yeah. the way
0: to go, and she grounds me. So right. make sure your broker isn't a American broker with an <laughs> MBA who's going to say bigger, more. better, more. But but make sure you sit with somebody that yeah that wants you to do the other parts of your life well, well. also.
1: Right. Because you don't, oh, what does, and Jenna Kutcher always says she's a lifestyle entrepreneur, not mm. an, like a, not a growth entrepreneur. Cause there are entrepreneurs that want to just grow, grow, grow. How big can we get this thing? Like yeah. this, this thing I'm building, this empire. And then there are some that are like, well, what can I do to facilitate the life I want to lead? Right, Right.
0: So like, say you were setting action items, like instead of, I want to sell 15 houses this year. I want to host an open house every other Sunday. Right. That would be an example of an action item goal to grow your business. But okay, so that would be your goal. And then under the sub goal, it would say, I'm going to try to follow up with all the people that came to those open houses. I'm going to send out open house invitations, Mm -hmm. you know, online or I had a good one being intentional about what does that goal even mean? One time mine was um, 50 coffee dates for the
1: year. So that was just about one a week, right? Yeah. I don't remember how far I got into it, but that was the action item goal. Like with clients, like friends, like your database friend. Okay. Anybody, anybody, business owner, coffee dates. Yeah. Coffee date.
0: Oh, I like that. Like business owners. Yeah. Anyone that's on your database. Anyone that's on your database. I love that. Yeah. Keep going. Well, that was the only one I had written No. Oh, so your, act- your action. <laughs> that was my action <laughs> item. Go on the copy dates. Yeah. And then you're just creating your relationships from there. It's
1: just sort of like a focus on the, exactly, on the behavior, the action, as opposed to the result, right? Yeah. Like, what are we going to do
0: that would get us there? Right. And real estate is tricky because you can't just say, I'm going to sell 20 houses and then it happens. Right. It doesn't, it's not like that. Right. Where other industries, you might be able to do that. But I mean, I if I set a goal to sell 200 houses, it wouldn't happen. Right. You would have to drastically change I something in your, your business. I would have to drastically change a right. lot to mm-hmm. make that happen. Right. Um, but I think the big thing is whenever you do set a goal, just like the Mexican fisherman saying, but why? Right. Like Katie, why did you want to go on fifty coffee dates? Right, because you wanted to cultivate relationships. Yeah, because that's how with people that you know, like and trust. Yeah, because that. Why? Why do you want to do that? Right, because those are the kind of clients that you want. Those are the people right. that you want sending you business. So, mm-hmm. so if you set a goal. But then you can't understand why you set that goal. You can't just be because the two people in line in front of you said that. it may be a great goal. Yeah. It may be a really good thing. But like if you said, I'm going to set a goal to cold call 100 for sale by owners. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you, don't do it. But then (laughs) the second thing would be, well, why? Well, I need listings. So I'm going to cold call. But why? Like, I can't answer... I can't keep going with that. Right. Whereas I could keep going with why you had coffee with yeah. your database.
1: What do they tell you to go four deep on whys when you're oh, trying four to get? deep. I, think, yeah. I like
0: that. Ask four whys. Well, why, why,
1: why? I think it's four deep. I don't even remember when I heard that. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to help the people with realistic goal setting? Maybe also <clears throat> you don't
0: have to share your goals with other people. You don't have to share any of your goals.
1: Right? None you, of them. They're just for you. Maybe mm-hmm. your immediate family, if you want like a cheering section.
0: Whenever, so whenever I became was pregnant with Haven, it was supposed to be my year to be the vice president of or the treasurer of our board, which is just like a funnel. Which into at that the... time, if you were the treasurer, you became the vice president, and then you became the president. And I was already, you know, fearful about having a child and having a real estate business. I just knew everything was going to crash and burn. Yeah. And now I, and then I made the choice at that time to decline that position and I, it hasn't come back around. Okay. So like, that's it. That's it. Off the board. But I thought, you know, here I was 29 years old at, no, 27 years old at that time and thought, It seemed like I was passing this up, but I thought, I'm 27. I can be president when I'm 45. Right. It's all about the big picture. Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot going on in your life and you feel like you need to take a breather for a few months, for a year, I decided I needed to take a breather for a year while I figured out motherhood in my business. And that meant stepping away from my position at the board that I had been so excited about. Mm -hmm. But just like the homeschooling mother, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be homeschooling your kids forever. They're going to grow up one day, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, (laughs) Peter Pan. (laughs) That's Right. And you will be able, you know, at that, at that time, you will be able to set these goals and go make real estate, the bigger part of your life at that time but don't be sad about your season that you're in because it will come it will come when it's supposed to yeah. so just do what you can with where you are and celebrate the wins like for example if you set if you sold 10 houses and you set a goal to sell 15 which you're not going to because we just told you not to do that because we don't set number goals we set action item goals but say your goal was 15 and you sold 12 you're going to be disappointed and feeling like a failure when really you should be like super celebrating that you sold 12 houses and that's two more than last year. Like, right. like the the goals make you feel like a failure that's more also than they help. That's why you hate goals though. We've talked about this on the show before. I don't
1: like goals. I actually don't mind the failure. So I'm a little, like, I don't love it, but I've set many a lofty goal or just a realistic goal that I didn't I think I've only ever made my yearly transaction goal one time. Wow. One time. And all of the other years, yeah, most of them were better than the previous year. So I was happy and it still gave me something to strive for. So you have to know yourself. Like yeah. that wouldn't make you feel good, right? But that no. but that didn't bother me. I was just like, well, look, I did better than last year and this year I'm gonna try again. And maybe it was the same goal two years in a row that I didn't
0: that I didn't oh, meet. I definitely like year seven or eight. I've said, you know what my goals are this year? Exactly what they were last year. That went really well. That's fine. I really liked that year. I felt good. I liked those numbers. Let's let's do that again. Let's do that again. And it was fine. Let's do it again. Yeah. I love that. Do you have anything else? One more thing, (laughs) because I know we got to get to our questions. That's fine. We're good. If you do set a goal and it's not done perfectly, don't just give it up and scrap it all together. So if you said, I'm going to write three handwritten letters a week, okay, and then one week you don't write any handwritten letters, and then you're like, here I go again, just like failing myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to write any letters. If you miss a week, write three letters the next week. Yeah. You know, go back and listen to done is better than perfect. And I have to remind myself this because if I say I'm going to do this and then I don't, I just don't do it at all. Oh, yeah, yeah but it's better to make that little
1: progress. I feel like, I don't remember, I think it's Brian Buffini, who I do actually really like. And he wrote five letters a day and still does for his whole career. Okay, wow. so that's how he built his real estate business, five letters a day. He still does it in his you know big giant coaching empire. Um, but he at, he had the five letters on his desk every day. If he didn't do them, then the next five for the next day came and they stacked. Oh, and he, so had, he had to keep up. I do not recommend this. I do not recommend this. You have enough on your plate. If you missed the three letters last week, just do three letters the next week. Yeah. We don't need to do six now. There's no point. Like, there's no point in overwhelming yourself to the point of, I can't do it. I'll never catch either. up. Sort of like... um when your email gets overfilled. Yeah. Like you if you it's okay, you didn't empty it all the way out. Next week empty out half of it. Yeah. Why do we like it is that episode so good for that? The one about perfection. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm all done. I'm all done too. Let's toast. We're gonna shall toast. We? We're gonna toast. Okay. So today's toast, I hope she's watching. <gasps> That would be so great if she was. Today's toast comes to us from Keaton Coleman. Okay. Keaton? Keaton, Keaton, are you here? Keaton Keaton would love to toast to her dad, Giles Summerlin. He began his real estate career back in 2000 to provide a more fulfilling life for our family. There were many negative Nancys telling him he needs a nine. This is perfect. 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 He needs a nine to five job, but that didn't stop him. He believed in himself. He was so determined and worked his tail off to grow his business. Learn as much as possible and truly be the expert. He was the first realtor in our area to actually specialize in Lake LBJ Real Estate. So it's a location in Texas. I forgot to tell you, she's in Lake LBJ, Texas. Okay. He started a successful family business, Lake LBJ Realty in 2013. And now I get to have him as my broker. That's awesome. He's an inspiration and great mentor for me in real estate and in life. I love that. So cheers to Giles. Cheers Giles he made from Keaton. And um, thanks to Keaton. And you guys have a wonderful day and go set yourself a realistic action item goal today. Yes,
0: action item. There you go. Goodbye. Goodbye.